Everybody, welcome back to Sweet Seats, Season 3, Episode 14, hosted by your sports broadcasting class at Lake Orion High School. We have a great one today. I'm Andrew Heinen, and I'm alongside Jacob Bubbles Msella, Aiden Novak, and Jack Bovey. Today, we will be talking about the college football playoffs. I want to start with you, Jacob. After watching the Alabama-Michigan and the Washington-Texas game, how wh- tell me what you thought about the Alabama-Michigan game first. You know, I think that Michigan's – I got to give a lot of credit to Jesse Minter personally. Um, I didn't see any of what Michigan did throughout the regular season. They, the stunts that they pulled off against Ohio State and Alabama were ridiculous. Usually Michigan did not do that. They just tried to talent up everybody, and then when they got to those important games, they couldn't do it. But Jesse Minter, he, uh, he's a good defensive coordinator. Yeah, to say the least. Say the least. Michigan's defense played extremely well. For all the mistakes that Michigan made on the special team side, the defense made up for it. Alabama's offensive line looked like a high school team against that (laughs) D line. It was bad. Their center, at least. Well, and then everybody for this national championship game, it's the Joe Moore winning offensive line versus a very good defensive line in Michigan, who has just crazy depth on the D line. So that'd be a very fun matchup to see. I want to hear. What are your thoughts, anybody, on the Washington-Texas, the ending of that game? Um, crazy, for one. I can't believe the way that ended. I mean, Washington had that game locked up. Like, they're going to give the ball back to Texas after kicking a field goal with, what, like 15 seconds left Texas is going to get the ball back? <laughs> Dylan Johnson gets hurt, and they have to take a timeout. Like, that's so brutal. It gives Texas, like, the biggest, like, the smallest outside chance ever. And they almost came back and did it. The big 40-yard pass to Jordan Whittington. I, I was like, when they completed that pass, I was like, oh, my God, Texas is actually going to go down the field and they're going to win this game. And then the play calling inside the 20-yard line completely fell apart for Texas after that. They throw a swing pass on first and 10 with 15 seconds left. I'm like, what are you doing? You can't do that. If he gets tackled and bounds, it's over. And then, like, Quinn Ewers misses another throw to A.D. Mitchell. He missed another throw in the end zone. It just and the play by that Washington DB on fourth down all like you got to yeah, give him credit yeah, for that. Great. Yeah, that was like perfectly played. You got to give him credit for that. But seriously, what was the play calling for that whole set of downs on the that last drive? Like honestly, the first three plays were jokes. Yeah, you got to capitalize on all your opportunities. They definitely did not on yeah. that last and scenario. Washington did something I did not expect them to do. Honestly, when Texas had that ball, I was like. Texas is going to go down and win this game because this Washington defense the whole season has been average at best. But they, after the first few plays of the drive, you're like, yeah, Texas is going to go win this game. But the defense, I mean, they just something they haven't done all season. That defense stepped up and showed their character. Like, individually, they have good players. Now, they haven't worked together as a unit, I didn't, I didn't think, throughout the whole season. But no. individually, they were very good in that game, stopping those late four, fourth down, third down plays. I think uh, Washington's defense, like Washington as a team, they answer every single question you throw them. I mean, they've had a lot of of questions that have been asked about them throughout the year, and they answer every single time you ask one. I mean, in the Pac-12 championship game, a lot of people thought Oregon was going to win that game, but Washington answered, and they won, what was it, they won by 10? I think so, yeah. Yeah, they won by double digits. Exactly. I mean, the Texas play calling, Sark, I love the guy as as a play caller. Well, he likes to use a lot of RPO, run after catch type of offenses, but that does not work in the 10-yard line. Does not work said. in that scenario, no. especially now with that amount of time left. Like, less than 30 seconds, you can't do that. And yeah. you hear Washington's been underdogs in so many games this season, 
And I was like, okay, who's going to win? The first Washington, Oregon. I'm sure Oregon's going to win. Washington wins. Second Washington, Oregon. I'm putting my all my chips in the basket of Oregon winning this one. Third, and then you got Washington, Texas. What was my prediction? I said Texas was going to win by double digits. I did too. Can't, I've been, I can't doubt the Huskies, man. Been, Don't sleep on I've them. I've been anti-Washington. Like, oh, they're going to lose. They're going to slip up. They're going to slip up. I thought they were going to lose to Arizona State. Now, that was a very close game, and that's just because Arizona State always has their number. But this Washington team, every time someone says, hey, they're not going to win, they always prove them wrong. And as a Michigan fan, I'm I'm nervous for this Washington team. I th- I think Michigan's a better team, but Washington— Oh, Michigan is definitely a better team, but— But Washington figures it out. Great coaching. Kalen DeBoer is a great coach, a coach I would love to see possibly replace Jim Harbaugh. I've been hearing some possible He's rumors. not going to Michigan. I've been hearing some rumors. I'm He's just saying. He's not going to Michigan. <laughs> I can tell you one thing. You know He's not I want? going to Michigan. You know who I want? Justin Minner or Mike McDonald? What about uh, Mel Tucker? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> we didn't. We didn't have to bring his name into the conversation. Every, every Jacob. time. Every I'm time. sorry. So Jacob, you're a Michigan State fan, and you are wearing a Michigan hoodie right now, and that's because you lost a bet. So are you gonna make any bets for this national championship game, Michigan versus Washington? Absolutely not. Nope. I do not <laughs> trust the Pac-12 defense <laughs> against that running game. Um, that running game is ridiculous. Uh, their offensive line is amazing, even without Zach Center. The I just the Pac-12. They have a bunch of great offenses. I don't really trust the defense at all. Michigan is they're not the most talented team in the country, but they have developed their players to be some of the best in the country. So I I would take Michigan. And I'm gonna go right back to you. Actually, this is for everybody. I want to hear everyone's answer. Blake Corum over under. I saw 95. Rushing yards this game over under. What are you thinking, Jacob? Mm. See, that's a tough one because Blake Corum, a lot of his production has come inside the ten, inside yep. the five yard line. Touchdown but merchant, touchdown merchant in the red zone. Touchdown merchant, but um, I would say the over. I just, I, I really don't trust a Pac-12 defense against really any like Big Ten, SEC, even a Big Twelve. I don't, I don't trust it, that defense. Right. I mean, he was kind of close yesterday, uh, last week. Um, against Alabama, I think he had what eighty three rushing yards, but most of and those, those two, like, he had what, most two? Those came off of one two, two tuds. They had one receiving touchdown, one rushing touchdown. Yes, so he mm. did have eighty three yards against Alabama. I think if the over under set at ninety five against a Washington D line compared to an Alabama D line, I'd take the over. I think Coram breaks a hundred. And last time he played Washington was Coram's sophomore season. This is his breakout game. 21 carries for 171 yards and three touchdowns. That's 8.1 yards per carry. This Washington offense that year was much worse, but their defense was better back back then in 2021. That is true. And Corum, f- one of those runs broke it off for 67. That was his yep. first touchdown. I feel like you have to, like, I get you want to make the comparisons, but when the, an offense is bad, it makes the defense seem um, – wait, what? We're looking at the Cade McNamara stats from that game. He was 7 for 15 for 44 yards. We ran for over 300 yards. They ran for over 300 yards in that game. They didn't need to throw the ball. And just could, a side note. And could that be what we be that we're gonna see in the game tonight? No, no JJ no. is better. JJ's gonna throw oh, the yeah, football. Yeah. He's gonna throw the football. He's gonna scramble. He's gonna rush for some yards of his own. He's, he's gonna not, be more of a playmaker he's rather than and, a game manager. Yeah, he's gonna try and break his receivers' hands with how hard he throws the football. <laughs> throws a ninety mile an hour fastball every time. Yep, he does not. That's one thing I'll say. He's gonna <laughs> have to, if he wants to transition to the NFL eventually. He's gonna have to learn to loft a ball in there. Put touch on it. Put touch on it. That's the one thing his, that I've been worried about with his game. Is he cannot put touch on the ball. He just throws it as hard as he can every single time he throws the football. Yeah. It drives and me crazy. You know who throws a beautiful football? 
Michael, Michael Penix Jr. Michael Penix Jr. does what? throw a great football. We're not talking about this Washington offense enough. We don't. I don't. We're gonna go right to the Washington offense right now. This offense is incredible. Yeah, I would, they just got one of their best receivers back too. It yeah, was, hot, was hot, it hot take. It was uh, Jalen McMillan. Yep, they got him back. Hot take though, best receiver core in the country. For sure. They I would not say that. Jaylen's I would say what? Ohio State. I, I would still say Ohio no. State. No, I think Romo Dunze is better than Marvin Harrison Jr., in my opinion. I disagree that with that. That is a outlandish take. No, it's not. I think Marvin Harrison's the best, but Washington has three top ten guys, and I don't think Ohio State has that. Also, they don't. The, rec- the quarterback play helps the receiver room looks better. Exactly. But, and, but I'm still going with Washington. Romo Dunze, Jalen McMillan, Jalen Polk, the Jalen brothers. I mean, <laughs> I mean, and you got... Bernard from Michigan State, I believe that's his name, and um, from Michigan, Giles Jackson, who transferred there to Washington a few years ago. Don't right. sleep on their tight end either, Westover. Yeah, he's a good tight end. Player. Don't sleep on him. Yeah, no Colson Loveland, but he's a beast. And, <laughs> no Colson Loveland. And then this O line, Joe Moore winning O line, and they have Dylan Johnson if he's playing. They he's say, he's playing. They they he said he he's is, expected to play. But that's the same thing Michigan said for Blake Corum versus Ohio State. Uh, he said they said they were going to give it a go. He didn't say he was going to play the whole game. So he got two carries. We'll see cuz I don't know if you watched the end of the game. He was crying. He had very very um visible pain as he was coming off the field. And I'm not sure if he's I mean he's definitely not 100%. There's no way. But I'm not sure if he's at the 80% threshold of okay, our running backs at 80%. They're good to go. I don't know is he above that or is he below that number? And that's going to be crucial because if the run game is non-existent for Washington, I cannot see them winning the game because of Michigan's defensive backs are so good. Yeah, I think it would look a lot like the Ohio State Michigan game we saw from a year ago, mm-hmm. where it was 2022. close. It was yeah, twenty twenty two, where Michigan won forty two twenty seven. It could look a lot like that because Ohio State didn't have a run game, mm-hmm. and it was close. They actually got a pass off to Harrison Jr. That was what from forty five, something like that, something like that. But then later in the game, Michigan started playing deep back. You could only complete underneath balls. You rally tackle. And then Michigan runs away with it with the run Are you game. saying the game at Ohio State? At Ohio State. Yes. At Ohio State in Columbus 2022. 45-23. The 42-27 one. Oh, sorry. Like, I confused yeah, the yeah. scores. But uh, the 2022 game, I think it could look a lot like that if the Washington's run game is non-existent. I mean, yeah, that, that proves your point even more with even bigger win by Michigan that game. Yeah. I mean, this if this Michigan defense can play how they've been playing the whole season, control this Washington team to under 27 points. I That's a win. See, I can't see Washington – winning now if this game gets in the 30s the 40s i don't know who's wins i I, I still think michigan they have the capability i think to win in a shootout type of game but mccarthy's got to be on his a game that's just not the game plan yes mccarthy does have to play out of his mind if they're going to win a game like that but that's just not the game i've never uh, like you did you see the alabama stat in the game where uh, jj mccarthy now only has two career comeback wins because of how good Michigan has been at contr- they being never a boa tra- constructor. They never they trail in the fourth up. quarter. So, But if the, if that starts to happen, I don't know. I've never had to see J.J. McCarthy go win a game for his team. That, I've ne- that first comeback game was versus Illinois. Illinois, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Without the one, The one time we saw a shootout high-scoring game was the TCU slip-up. And he lost. And you lost. Well, his only loss in his career as a starter, by the way. Yeah, He's crazy. What, 26, 27, and 1 or something, something like that? insane. Yeah. Crazy high winning percentage. Now, here's a fact that I don't know if it really matters. It depends how people, some people look at facts more, or no, I shouldn't say facts, at stats more than others. This Washington defense is the 94th total defense of reigning, 94th best in the country. Michigan's number one. Now, <laughs> I'm going to go to a team, Minnesota. Kind of random, but I wonder if you guys see where I'm going. 
Minnesota is 53. That's, what, 41 spots better than Washington? Yeah. Michigan put 52 points on Minnesota. And I'm not saying Michigan's going to go score 60 well, like Georgia did last year versus TCU. You, you also have to take into account the offense yeah, exactly. and the defense. Because yes. Minnesota's offense is horrible. Yes, exactly. Yes, but still. I mean, you got to, yeah, like you said, you also got to carry momentum into that as a factor. It was like momentum is a huge factor in a game. Like, even if your defense statistically, they're in the 90s statistically for total defense. If your offense is putting up points, those momentum swings can go really far for your defense. And if your defense gets one stop, that's even big, an even bigger momentum swing and could lead to a runaway yeah. win for a team like so Washington. I would, I actually think, but this game is going to be a lower scoring game because Michigan, they're, I, like Jesse Minter has a great defense. Alabama lives off of explosive chunk plays. It's what they did all year. They couldn't do that versus Michigan. They lost the game. Ohio State, a couple years in a row, they're a big play team. They get big plays, and they fast receivers everywhere. Michigan limited that. They, didn't, they don't give up the big play. Jesse Minter has a great defense. I don't think Washington's going to be able to go over the top like they do every game with those great receivers. And I, they'll try. They have a gunslinger quarterback. They're going to try. But they are going to try. Jesse Minter has a great defensive game plan. He's going to be a head coach somewhere, and he's going to do a good job. I mean, the last time Michigan – for Michigan fans who are feeling a little nervous about Michael Penix, I am also, and what I'm saying does not remove that. He's still, in my opinion, the Heisman winner or the person who should have won the Heisman. Agreed. The, the last time Michigan played a quarterback who just throws the ball, just gunslings, like how Michael Penix does. Now, Michael's a lot more accurate, but Tulia Tagaviola from Maryland, I believe we had either two or three picks off of him. I know he had two picks. Sanders stole both of them. And I'm, that's just for a little confidence for Michigan fans. Like, hey, we know how to play against this type of yeah. quarterback. Yes, but that or is a, also Atalia Tagovailoa yeah, exactly. with no receiver exactly. core, though. Yeah. When you got a Michael Penix that plays that style of game better than Talia with receivers. Mm -hmm. Which is why I like to scary. go back to the Ohio State 2022 game because C.J. Stroud was a gunslinger. Yeah. But uh, like Washington, they might not have a ground game, and Michigan could run away with it. All right, mm -hmm. so. Literally. Um, <laughs> we're going to go the – Line for the game has moved up to five and a half. Why? And I would take the over. And I thought no. all I've seen all betters going for what or betting for Washington. I don't know what I'm going to say, but um, we're going to go straight off who's going to win the game because I don't think the line matters. Jacob, I'm going to start with you. Who is going to win the game? I would take Michigan to win. I my score would be thirty-one to seventeen. Really, two possession only. What? Wait, wait. You have a Washington offense getting held to 17 points. Yes, Explain, I do. please. Because Jesse Minter and that defense, they don't give up the big play. They, they just don't. And Washington they is one of those teams. They didn't give up the big play to Alabama, and they still gave up 20 points. Well, that's because Alabama, when they played Georgia, could they kind of figured out how to move the ball in smaller chunks. Now, to be fair. It was all Milrow. Alabama scored 20 points. Seven of them were given by Samaj Morgan. Exactly. That is also, true. Milrow is a runner. Penix doesn't run it as much. He can, though. He can. He, he just can. doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't he like to. He likes it. He's a pocket passer. Jalen Milrow likes to escape and create plays with his feet. I would Michigan. Yeah. It, you will see Penix running way more than you have his whole career at Washington. He used to run all the time at Indiana. Yep. That's injury, what led injury, to his injuries. Injury. Three injuries for him. I mean, there's a reason why he doesn't run the ball anymore. But in this type of game, he's not going to care about getting injured because this is the last game of the season this is the game where he needs to shake not care about that and go play his game put your body on the line so, for your team exactly i'm gonna go over to jack do you have a prediction for the game score any prediction 
I would say that Michigan wins, but for score, I don't know if it's going to be like a shootout type of game or if it's going to be a low-scoring game like that one Super Bowl with the Patriots and the Rams. 13-3. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I it's that. not going to be that. I'm and I don't, I'll tell you that. I, I think that's the least likely, but, you know, it could happen depending on how these defenses play. I think the main reason why it wouldn't happen, though, is because of Washington's defense. And um, – I think the main reason why shootouts more likely is just because these offenses are probably going to find some kind of, you know, string to pull on, get this defense to crumble. So, in my opinion, the uh, the Michigan Wolverines are going to win the game. Score probably going to be somewhere within like a one possession lead, but the, both teams are going to be in like the 30s or the 40s in terms of like points scored. So you're thinking like a shootout type of game. Yeah. Like last year's Super Bowl. I like that. Uh, I have not made my prediction, and I'm gonna want. I want to hear Aiden's before. I I'm making mine right now in my head. Oh, you sure you don't want to go before me, man? You know, Aiden, I'm gonna you give sure? you, I'm gonna give it to you. Oh, prepare okay. for an outlandish. Time. Hey, you you can talk. You can try to figure it out while you're talking. We have time. I mean, I I was kind of in Jack's boat where I don't know if it's gonna be a shootout. I don't know if it's gonna be a defensive battle. I think it's kind of kind of be somewhere in between, kind of like the Alabama Michigan game. I kind of see a similar score to Masella. Um, in terms of Michigan, I think Michigan scores in the high 20s, low 30s. So I'm going to say score prediction. I got Michigan winning. I got them um, 31. I got Washington actually at 27 because I think, I think you can't really hold Washington's offense to 17 points. <laughs> like, that's kind of hard to do. So I think Washington's going to score somewhere in the 20s range, but I think Michigan just got that slight edge. They'll be able to pull it out, win a national championship for the first time in, what, 26 years, 27 years. Last one was in, like, 97. Go blue. Yeah. And Go that, blue. All right, so I'm going to make it four for four, all saying Michigan's going to win. And that's kind of crazy to think about because this is going to be a close game, I think, closer than we think. And my prediction might not go with what I just said. I'm thinking that Michigan's going to score somewhere around the 38-point range. Wow. I'm going to say I'm going to say it's going to be 38 to – I like 20 – I like your 27 number, but I can't copy you. So I'm gonna, you can. You, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to say it's going to be 38-31, and that's a late touchdown by Washington to make the game closer. Seriously, like a garbage time touchdown? Yeah, I think Michigan's going to control decently, control the game decently. I think they're not going to have too much of a struggle on too much of a struggle offensively. I think defensively, Washington will give them some fits, but I think overall, Michigan will. Play like how they've played every single game yeah, if this Mich- season, besides the Maryland game, which Michigan was <laughs> awful. If Michigan is able to establish that run game, I think Michigan very easily runs away with this and game. it's very easy for them to establish that run game. Well, <laughs> and we need Donovan Edwards to have a big he game. How about a, touch- how about a touchdown pass from Donovan Edwards, huh? Oh, wait, well, another not, one? He's done well, let's not almost overthrow J.J. McCarthy for a 20-yard loss on a fumble. All yeah. right? Let's not do that. J.J. McCarthy saved him on that one. What a play by J.J., by the way. That was amazing. That was amazing. Yeah, so that's four for four. We're all going Michigan. I think it'll be a great game, something I think everyone has to tune into. And I, we'll see the scores when this is out. We'll all know so we can see if we were all wrong or well, let's say one of us. Well, it's either it. we're all wrong or we're all right in terms of who won, who lost. Yeah, but so. if someone gets a score prediction right, that's awesome. Anyways, well, folks, that's all we have for you today. I hope you enjoyed our college ball talk about Michigan versus Washington in the national championship game. Thank you for tuning in to Sweet Seats. For WDBC, I've been Andrew Heitman.